the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today's Gospel might be the most foundational, the most important Gospel that sums up all of our things. What do I mean by this? Today's Gospel, Jesus gives us to reveal something not just about us, Oftentimes, we like to look at the, the, the prodigal son and then we try to compare ourselves or we try to, you know, um, relate somehow to the two sons. But today, I want to focus on something that's even much more important than just the prodigal son. Today, I want us to look at the father in this story. I want us to look at this, this beautiful father. Because this father we know, of course, two and two together, is just a small glimpse of who God the Father really truly is. Now, everything that Jesus did, and if you read the Gospels, really truly pay attention, we think that Jesus is referring to his father as like the father is like the second thought. But really Jesus is trying to help us understand that the only reason why God would take on flesh, Jesus took on flesh and became a human, was to reveal and to heal our father wounds. Was to help us understand who our father truly is versus who we imagine because of our sin and because of the death. And so today's gospel Jesus gives us to help heal our father wound. The father wound that says that God is, is never satisfied with us. Or that God is always angry with us. Or that we have to somehow, some way, we have to earn God's approval. Somehow, some way, we have to just keep trying and doing good things so that God can be happy with us. Or so that we could be good enough for God. But we see quite the opposite in the gospel. If we look at this gospel, we see a very, very, very simple, loving, forgiving, patient father. Over the past five years, I have, I've really grown and I'm still growing, in, in really truly understanding myself first as a son of this great father. And then from there understanding that this great father, who's loving and compassionate and patient, has called me to be like him, a father. Five years ago, I wore this on this very altar, and I was ordained a priest. And I'll be honest, they called me father that day, but I knew nothing of what it meant to be a father. I knew nothing. And I grew. I had to make mistakes. And I had to, 
to, through those mistakes, understand how God saw me and who I was in Him, even in those mistakes, even in those difficulties and those trials. And little by little, and still, little by little, I'm continuously growing into what it means to first be a son and then to be a father. I'm your father, but I'm also a brother and I'm a son to many of you. But over these past five years, I hope and I pray that somehow, someway, I have only given you a tiny, 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 tiny little splinter glimpse of what God's love is. If I didn't, or if I did, praise be God, if I could leave you with, with three things, if I, could, if I could hand off this church, and you remember with three things, these would be my three words, or my my three wishes, my prayers for all of you. As I leave this church, I'm always going to come back, I'm always going to visit, but really leaving this church, no longer being the pastor, no longer being the father of this church. I leave you with this. Looking at this story, the very first thing I leave you is to find your identity only in God. To find your true self, your identity, who you are, only in God. Looking at the story of the prodigal son, he doesn't know who he is. He doesn't know that he's, that he's royalty, that he's a son of this great father. He doesn't know who his father even is. And therefore, he doesn't know himself. And as I've taught you guys before, that parents, you guys... Reveal your, the identity of your children through your parenting. Our children come to know who they are through your parenting and through your love. This son did not know who he was. And so what he did was, he was hungry to know who he was, but he looked at all the wrong places. What he did was, he took money. He took his father's money. He basically wished that his father was dead. Took the money and ran off and tried to have a good time thinking that somehow, some way, he was going to find himself. He was going to find his true worth. He was going to find his masculinity and being with all of these prostitutes. That he was going to find his worth in having all of this money. That he was going to find his peace and just having a good time and partying all night long. He thought that that's how he was going to find his identity. And I think that's a struggle for all of us. That in our brokenness, that we could be like the prodigal son who thinks that maybe we, we don't know we don't have a lot of, of a lot of self-worth. We don't have great self-esteem. So what we do is we try to impress other people. We try to have tons and tons of friends and impress other people. We run after money to make ourselves feel like we have some sort of worth. We wear lots and lots of expensive things to make ourselves feel better about ourselves. We try to have Party after party to make ourselves to ease the pain. But really, in the end, what happens is our identity is never found. Just like the sun, what happens to the sun is after doing all of this, where does it leave him? Hungry. 
lost, confused. And this is what happens to us when we try to find our identity outside of God. My brothers and sisters, my kids, I call them. Find your identity in God the Father. Know who you are in His eyes. Seek Him out. Run to Him, go to Him. Ask Him to show you who you are so that you don't need to find yourself in other people or in material things. Those things that will always leave us empty, that will never truly be satisfied. Our identity is that we are sons and daughters of the King because of what Jesus has done to us. And our worth and our identity is in that. Not in our name, not in our money, not in our, 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 our clothes. Not this. And I'll be honest, you know, here I go, be honest. Don't worry, you got Father Karen and Father Brian. You know, you guys thought I was stuck? Woo! Be ready. I feel like we are really lost in the community. As much as we say, no, no, Father, we don't turn to these things. We know that that's not who we are. But do we really know who we are? Do we really, truly, is that how we see ourselves? Like, when I look at myself, do I see myself first as a son or daughter of God the Father who loves me unconditionally? He sent His Son to die for me, pay a price that I couldn't pay. And now I'm royalty? In his eyes, I have heavenly royalty. Is that how we truly identify ourselves? So first thing, find your identity because you can only find your true identity in God's love. The second thing that I would pray that I, I could teach you in this time is to run to the Father. Run to God. You see, the son, after realizing what he's done, even though he goes back for very selfish purposes, he goes back, he's hungry. That's really what it comes down to. Not because he loves his father and he misses his father. Listen to what he says. He says, I'm hungry, and my father has all this food to feed. So let me go back and let me try to play him a little bit. I'm going to play him a little bit. I'll be like, hey, you know, hire me. You know, he's like putting on a little show. He's a little crouchy. He's a communist, right? So he goes, but he goes back. That's the main point. And he gets up and he goes. It says, he arose and went back. My brother and sister, no matter what your life looks like, no matter what your sins may be, no matter how painful, no matter how much pain or suffering you're experiencing in your life, run to him. Don't run from him. Run to him. Don't run from him. You notice that in the story, the father runs to the son. Now this is very important because if we actually understand Jewish culture, we'd understand that, that one, fathers never ran. That was a sign of weakness. They didn't run. That's one. God is weeping for us. God literally, the minute we turn away from Him, He runs towards us. He doesn't just simply wait. He runs towards us. The minute we decide to come back, He starts running towards us. 
Now why, another reason why he starts running to his son is because in Jewish culture, the minute someone decides to leave the community, you're basically done with the community. They literally ostracize you, they do not want to see you, and if you try to come back to the city, they kill you before you try to even come back. The father runs to his son because he knows that it's a possibility that if he tries to come back, he's going to get killed. So this, this father runs to his son, not to, to yell at his son, not to scream in his face and throw everything that he's done in his face, not to beat up his son, not to throw his son to those who would kill him, but to go and protect him, to help him, to kiss him. To receive him, to love him. My brothers and sisters, do we, when we fall into sin or when we're suffering, do we see God running towards us and are we running towards him? No matter what our sins may be, no matter how difficult our life may be, God's love is never, ever, ever, ever going to change. That's who we are. It goes back to our identity. That God loves us so much, it doesn't matter how big or black our sins might be. It doesn't matter how bad we might think we are. That God just wants us to run to you. That God just wants to hold us as his children. That God just wants to kiss us and hug us. And put rings on our hands and shoes on our feet and restore us back to our true identity. That's what God, that's how God sees us. So run, run to God. Don't run from Him. The last thing I could pray and ask for. In the story, when his son comes back, they celebrate. He's back in his father's house. And this, this is the father's house. And we celebrate it with Him, with Jesus and the Holy Spirit, and all of us together as one family in this particular house of God. We celebrate every Sunday in this particular house. And if I could ask one thing, my hope and my prayer, is that after these five volumes, that actually were very fast, but at times felt very well, that the work that we've done together would not go in there. And that we would continue to celebrate God's love in this particular house at Mother of God Church. Many people tell me, Father, I come to Mother of God because I want to hear you. You know what? I am so, so, so honored to hear those words. It means the world to me. It does. However, if I could ask you, please do not leave this church because I love this church. A lot of people told me that. I'm the Father, you're going to leave this church, and I, I don't know, I'm not going back to the Mother of God. No. Give the new priest a chance. Listen to them. Like, like gain the gifts and the, and, and the treasures that they have and their particular gifts for all of you, for this church. And to see, okay, Father Pierre brought this church to a different level. Then I brought it to a different level. See where the new priests are going to take this church. I hope that when I come back and visit this church, this church is going to be just like this. That everything that we built together 
will still be here when I come back. You know, I, I know that this church, I mean, the reality is that this church is a, it's a destination parish. Majority of us don't live in this area, and it is, it's a little difficult. We're all, everybody's going at least 10 to 15 minutes out of the way. Some of us are passing another church to come to this church for, for whatever reason or another. Do not leave this church. Keep this church alive. This church is the mother church. And this church is so, so special. This church is truly a family. I really don't think, no matter where I go, I don't think I will ever see another family like this. And maybe I'm just a little biased because you guys are like my first child. You know, you're, you're just biased towards your own children, right? I'm a little biased. This church is truly, truly a family. And I pray that this church continues to only grow more and more. I want to hear all the babies crying when I come back. I better hear them loud and loud, just like ringing in my ear. I want to hear it, okay? I want to see all these tears filled. I want us to celebrate God's love always, but in this, not just all over the, the, the church, but in this particular church. There were times, my brothers and sisters, where I felt like a failure. And maybe I did fail, and I, and I apologize for the ways that maybe I hurt you. And also, believe it or not, the ways that you hurt me too. Right? We're a family. What house doesn't have problems or fights, right? We go through those. But we've grown in so many different ways, all of us together as a family. I pray, I hope, I really pray and hope that, that I leave this church with, with you guys remembering God's life. I told myself I'm not going to cry. But y'all know I'm going to be. I love you dearly. Dearly. From, from the bottom of my heart.